Samadhi Rush, a Sunrose Yoga production. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings of yoga in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 143 of Samadhi Rush. I'm Kelly, and I'm so happy to be here together today. This practice goes pretty deep into the depths of esoterica um, in Yoga Sutra practice. So we talk a little bit about that. And it is a pretty strong level two class, pretty active, um, engagement heavy class. So I'm so glad that you're here for photos of the shapes that we make and more yoga. Visit sunroseyoga.com. Love. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that we do in these gatherings in the morning is we actually talk about uh, the broader practice of yoga, um, the, what I like to call whole yoga, and we come back to the Yoga Sutras a lot. And the Yoga Sutras are a book of 196 aphorisms or truths about the state of being that is yoga and about the things that we can do to bring us into that state of being. And there are four chapters, and the, the, the sutra that is sort of calling to me right now comes from the third chapter, which is, for the most part, all about the weird stuff that starts to happen after you've been practicing diligently for a long time. I will leave it at that as sort of an enticement for you to dig in because it is pretty weird. Um, but so chapter 3, Sutra 28, from the translation of Matthew Remsky says, Meditating on the North Star reveals how we move. So what is, what's, what's the North Star all about? Like, would you, can you think of any, like, what, if anything, do you know of the North Star? Yes, yes. It's not going, it's not shifting a bunch. So when we focus on that, we see how everything else is moving. And we have these North Stars in our lives, you know, it, not necessarily just here on the mat, but there are things that we do every single day or maybe even 10 or 15 times a day that 
because we do them so often, like we can, we have these opportunities to check in with how are things going. And most of the time, like when we're out there in the world, you know, when I'm in the Trader Joe's parking lot and my child's in the back seat screaming at me and the phone's ringing and some person's flicking me off, like that happens, but I'm usually not in the headspace to be like, oh, so how am I feeling this time? However, sometimes I am. I've actually made that my practice, but <laughs> for the other times that stuff like that happens every single day, um, we're not like in an investigatory mood. But with our mat, we can do that. We can consciously take up this, this practice of meditating on a North Star. And the North Star could be, you know, just sitting. It could be, you know, your least favorite posture, your most favorite posture, the connection you feel with your breath at any given time. And if we keep coming back to that, then we'll notice how things are always changing. Always. So just some things to think about today. You might be in a shape for the first time or for the 500th time. Notice what's happening this time. Notice what you feel. Let's sing an om. So come to a, a tall seat, a breathing seat, which does not necessarily need to be sitting. You can always lie down if that's where you have better access to the lungs. And you might let your eyes soften and close. And just take a couple of, of moments with the north star of the breath. And notice what you feel. And as we make the sound of Aum, this sort of vibration of the cycles of life, Notice what you feel. Notice the interaction between the vibration and the body and the air and space around you. So we'll take a full breath in and let it all go. And a full breath in. And in your own time, 
in your own way. Make your way to all fours. Hands and knees. Table pose. And, you know, like really take your time to find your way into the shape, to like feel your way into what feels stable, what feels solid, supported. And you can really move your body around to locate that. And it doesn't have to look anything like what the person next to you is doing, and it doesn't have to look anything like the way you did it yesterday. Feel your way in. Nice. And you might let a little bend happen in the elbows. And so we'll begin with just some really basic, like really essential shapes that you might have done before. Cat and cow. Feel your way in. As you breathe in, <coughs> let the heart sag between the shoulders as the tailbone starts to point toward the sky and maybe gaze up slightly as you arch your back. And as you breathe out, press the palms of the hands into the floor, rounding the back, letting the crown of the head become heavy and the tailbone become heavy. And we'll do that just a handful of times at the pace of your own breath, feeling your way in. And can you stay right these things that we do frequently, like, you know, flip into autopilot. It is. It's totally normal. We've done them before. So the work is in staying right there and meditating on the true north, meditating on these, these, these things that we do. And so in time, we'll start to quiet these movements down, like you're just turning down the volume and bringing everything closer to the spine. Getting closer and closer to the center. I'm too far away. And when you arrive in the space where you're just sort of hovering around the spine, just sort of oscillating on either side of the spine, like notice what it feels like. And then with an exhalation, start to move the hips toward the heels and the forehead toward the floor, bhaktasana, devotional. And again, like really get in there. You might shift your hips, you might walk things forward like your fingers. You might let things settle back like your hips. And slowly with a breath in, start to pull your body back toward table, all fours, hands and knees. And as you breathe out, tuck the toes under, move the hips toward the heels before you start to lift the knees away from the earth and move the legs towards straight, downward facing dog. 
And if you do it just like that, just like I told you, then your weight will shift back and things will come out of your wrists. Weight will come out of your wrists. The pressure will come out of the wrists. And your center of gravity will shift back toward your low back, toward the sacrum. And here you might bend one knee at a time or both knees. You might shift your hips from the left to the right. Really start to investigate the shape, the container that we call downward facing dog. And for this class, and like really any circumstance, like if downward dog isn't the medicine, then practice something like it, where you can be with the length of your spine without you know, aggravating the wrists and the shoulders. And that might be puppy, where the knees and the elbows are on the floor, or it might be dolphin, where the low body is in down dog and the upper body is resting with the forearms on the earth. Nice. Begin to soften the shoulders away from the ears. Good. So in time, as a breath in comes to you, either from table or downward facing dog, we'll step the left foot forward between the hands. We'll lower the right heel down toward the earth. So we'll start to make our way up toward warrior two, rear madrasini two. See why I had to set up this way? So we could hang out over here. And we'll bring the arms out to T. Let's let this, this first standing pose be a little loose, be a little fluid. You might find yourself as you breathe in rising up. And as you breathe out, settling in and raising up and settling in. And you can do that the entire time that we're here, or you can decide that you'd like to sort of, you know, hang out in the shape. Start to notice things like the contact that your feet are making with the earth. Really feel the toes that you have touching the floor. might even, you know, just as an experiment, lift the toes away from the floor and spread them, and then set them back down again, and notice what, if anything, that does to change your experience. And you want to stack the left knee right over top of the ankle. It wants to, to drop in, the knee does. So take a little peek down and make sure you can see your big left toe to the inside of your left knee. And so in time, from here, we'll settle into the shape. And with a breath out, we'll start to hinge the torso toward the front of the room. Take the left hand, reach back toward your right foot, and take the right hand and reach up overhead, softening at the shoulders, making purposeful contact between the feet and the floor. Maybe looking down at your big left toe. And as you breathe in, let's come all the way up, straightening the left leg, and we'll turn the toes to face alongside the mat. And to start, we'll angle the toes in slightly, 
Breathe into the length of the body. And as we breathe out, we'll hinge from the hips. And to start, let's bring the torso no closer to the earth than parallel. So no closer than halfway. Once you hit that point, bend the knees a little bit and engage the glutes. Now, if you send that message and it seems like nothing happens, that's okay. That's normal. That's part of what we're doing is like creating these connections. And it only happens through practice. Now, when you send a message, this was even more like sort of in there, out there. Send a message to the quads, the top of the thighs, to lift the kneecaps. Nice. So press the big toes into the floor, and let's come all the way up. From here, we'll turn the right toes to face the back of the mat. You might turn your, your left heel out just a little bit. Push it toward the back of the mat. Some stability. Breathing in, extending the arms out to T, and as you breathe out, start to bend the right knee. Do that adjusting the cheek when you can. Again, you might just sort of pulse in and out. We're just waking up.
Lightly press the fingertips of your right hand into the floor as you lengthen the left side of the body. So we're creating asymmetry in the body, but can we stay buoyant through both of the lungs? Can we find a sense of symmetry? start to walk your right hand back forward, back so that it's in its original Anahatasana position. In the time, we'll start to walk or slide the left hand next to the left ear and just like come up onto the tips of your fingers and press the fingertips into the floor, even as you lengthen <coughs> through the right side of the body. And so in time, we'll slide the right hand back so that it too is just on the other side of the face. And with the breath in, we'll slowly make our way to table. And in 
time we'll move to downward facing dog or something like this. If you're feeling more like child's pose or devotional, do that. Listen to your body. Our bodies are sending us so many messages, so much wisdom. regular old-fashioned runner's lunge. So we'll stay on the ball of the left foot. I like to bring my hands to the blocks as we're here. You can leave yours on the floor if that feels better for your body. But to start, we'll just appreciate the length of the body from the center of the heel to the center of the heart. Like there's so much space already happening. From the center of the heel to the center of the forehead. Nice. And at the pace of the breath, we'll just sort of like warm up through the hips and, and the low body by breathing in and beginning to straighten the right leg, rising up into the sacrum, letting the forehead become heavy and the spine round. And as you breathe out, come back to the lunge. And we'll do it a couple of times, a handful of times. Let your own breath establish the pace of movement. And rather than filling your mind with worries about whether you're doing it right, you are. Notice what you feel. And so the next time that you're exhaling back into the length of the lunge, we'll pause there. Bend the left knee a little bit so that you have access to the strength of your left leg and tell your left glutes to engage. It might look weird that I'm holding my own butt as I do that, but it's very useful. <laughs> you're welcome to do it anytime. Bring your hand, not mine, your own. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your hands to the top of the right thigh. Gosh, that was ridiculous. Let the tailbone be heavy, like sensitive to gravity. And the belly move a millimeter closer to the spine. Yeah. Heart blooms. Yes. And as you do that, you might notice like the distance from belly to heart just With the breath in, circle sweep the arms around and up. And as you breathe out, let softness happen everywhere, like right at the skin, right in the face, deep in the jaw. And as you breathe in, reach the hands forward and down, placing them on your blocks. Bring the right hand to the right hip 
and take a full inhalation into the length of your body from the center of the heel all the way to the crown of the head. And as you breathe out, beginning with the face, we'll start to look to the right. Let the throat look to the right. Let the shoulders and heart look to the right. Keep the low body stable from tailbone to solar plexus. And it really helps if you rely on the glutes. Yeah. With the breath in, begin to arm twist. And with the breath out, step back to down dog or your down dog, so your suitable down dog alternative. And feel your way around. Like how, what do you feel in this down dog? What parts of your body are interesting? Stay with that. And in time, we'll use a breath in as the invitation to step the left foot forward between the hands. Again, like elevating the hands on the blocks can be really useful to be with the full length of your spine. If you're tightening and hunching in this shape in order to reach the floor, like it's not worth it. Yeah, and then we'll let just some nice little movements happen here as you breathe in. Feel almost as though you were being picked up by your sacrum. Legs straighten, head becomes heavy, spine rounds. And as you breathe out, ease back into the lunge. And we'll let it happen a couple of times. And something that we found is like, you know, the more you let each of your parts all the way to the back of the skull, all the way to the earlobes, the more you let each of the parts have their own experience, and the more you pay attention to that experience, like, the more likely integration is. tailbone 
be more sensitive to gravity, the gravity that's already happening. Invite the belly button to move just the teeniest bit closer to the spine, and then invite the heart to bloom. And with a breath, circle sweep the arms. And as you exhale, soften right at the skin. Soften the And as you breathe in, reach the hands forward and down to your blocks, planting the right hand right below the shoulder. Bring the left hand to the left hip. Breathe into the length of your body, like really appreciate the space that's already happening. And as you breathe out, start to twist. Left with the face, left with the throat, left from shoulder to shoulder. And maybe a smile emerges on your collarbones, and maybe your face. And maybe you're right there in the fire. And in those moments, like, you know, if there's a mantra that comes to you, like, I am alive, you can say it out loud or you can silently repeat it. Saying it out loud would be epic. <laughs> Breathing in and twist. And as you breathe out, step the right foot forward to meet the left. Uttanasana, standing forward fold. Let the crown of your head be heavy. Let the back of the skull be soft. And again, like there's no, there's no prize here for touching the floor. Let your knees bend a little bit if you're locking there. Let your torso, your upper body, just dangle or cascade from the hips. And while you're here, start to pay attention, if it's accessible to you, to the natural and tiny movements of your body with the breath. And we only do that if we're holding on loosely. So there has to be this little or big sense of give or softness in the body. Maybe it's a bend in the knees or a softness in the hands. Start to notice how your body expands and lengthens as you breathe in and how it softens as you breathe And you might begin to just magnify or amplify those movements. And we might really turn up the volume on the movements as you breathe in, even sliding the hands up the shins, lengthening the body from tailbone to skull and breathing out and folding forward. And letting that happen a couple of times. Feeling it all the way to the top of the head. 
and the bottoms of the feet. As you breathe in the next time, we'll press the feet into the floor and we'll start to roll all the way up to stand, maybe bending the knees a lot. Sweeping the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And breathing out, bringing everything back to your heart. Relax the effort of standing. And you might wiggle things around or shake things out or sway. And we'll do a little bit of, of balancing. And for lots of people, it's helpful to come off of the mat, especially if you have a really you know nice, super thick, cushy mat. And for some people, it's like really nice just to have like the wall somewhere nearby, even if you're never making real contact with it. For today, as we balance, you might like to have your blocks just in front of you. You may not need them. But it's nice to have. And so we'll begin by shifting our weight into the right foot. And you might lift the toes and spread them. And you might even sort of like paw your foot into the floor until you find like a sense of stability there. Feel the center of the heel. Yeah, feel the ball mound behind the big toe and the pinky toe. Let your gaze be soft off the tip of the nose as your weight settles into the right foot. And as you breathe in, we'll sweep the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll hinge from the hips, extending the left leg straight back, extending the arms straight forward to Virabhadrasana 3. Now here, can you let that left hip be a little bit heavier in its pocket. Yeah. Good. Can you use your extended leg by maybe flexing the foot? Flexing the toes, but then pointing the ball of the foot. So it looks like Barbie, you know, in a permanent high heel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does she still have that? So from here, I don't know, we'll start to release the right hand down either toward the floor or toward your block and bring the left hand to the hip, the left hip. So we'll shift from Virabhadrasana 3 toward Ardha Chandrasana. Start to open the hip toward the left, stacking hip over hip. Maybe looking that direction as well. 
For some of you, it might make sense to extend the left arm toward the sky. Again, recruit the glutes on that standing leg for more ease here. Nice. So in time, we'll shift the gaze back down toward the floor. We'll release the right, or sorry, left hand to the floor or to the blocks, and we'll draw the left knee in toward the chest. With an exhalation, start to extend the left leg toward the sky as your heart moves toward the floor. Remember that sky is happening all around your body. So it doesn't mean necessarily straight up in the air. Don't get up hung up on that. You are doing this. And with an exhalation, start to release that left leg back down to the floor and find your way into a nice just almost embryonic forward fold. Let the crown of the head be heavy. The back of the skull be soft. The knees bend as much as is required to feel a sense of letting go in the low back. Nice. contact that your foot is making with earth as you shift your weight into it. Breathe in. Sweep the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And with an exhalation, we'll hinge from the hips. Maybe tucking the chin ever so slightly so that you start to notice the length of your body from the top of the back all the way to the top of the skull. Transition from Virabhadrasana 3 toward Half Moon, Ardha Chandrasana. Start to lower the left hand toward earth or toward the block as you bring your right hand toward the hip. Gaze is most stable if when it's a couple of feet in front of your left fingers. Start to open at the hip. Open across the shoulders. And maybe extend the right arm toward the sky. And we'll transition toward this standing split. So we'll release the right hand toward earth or toward the block. And as you breathe in, draw the right knee in toward the chest. And as you breathe out, extend 
the right leg toward the sky as your heart softens toward the earth. Nice. Yes, it's hard. And if your blocks are right there, you might recruit them. You might place your hands on the blocks and start to shift your weight into the balls of the feet, lifting the heels away from the floor. So let's get real subtle here. As you lift your heels away from the floor, can you soften in your ankles a little bit? We won't see much from the outside, so don't worry about like impressing and then slowly, with that same softness in the ankles, let's start to slowly bend the knees. Stay soft in the ankles, soft in the ankles, soft in the ankles until your backside is lowering toward your heels. Yeah, nice. Beautiful. Breathe into the length of your body that is already happening. Now, for some of us, it will make sense to sort of slide the blocks underneath the bottoms of your knees and to bring the hands toward the heart. For some of us, it makes the most sense to stay with the block. Do what makes the most sense. Can you let, with your soft ankles, your tailbone get a little bit heavier? Yeah. Can you invite the belly button to move toward the spine? And then the heart to bloom. Yeah. Beautiful. From here, let's come all the way down onto the floor. We'll extend the legs wide. Wider than you sit at the dinner table. That's what I tell, I, so I sometimes teach elder yoga to students who are all the way up to like age 95. Oh, older than that too, actually. And whenever we sit with wide legs, everyone's like all, ah. So I like to joke about, I just make jokes that this is not how we would sit, you know, in church or wherever. Um, so for lots of us in this shape, it's hard to sit up. Am I right? There's a lot of work happening through the core to keep you upright. If that's you, and in my experience, it's like 87 to 92% of people, maybe higher than that, prop your tush up 
onto a folded blanket and then scooch all the way forward so that if you scooched one scooch more, you would scooch right off. So that tilts the pelvis forward. And for most of us, that is what we need to be upright. If you're up on a couple of things and your knees feel like they're, they need some attention, you can roll blanket and stick them underneath the backs of the knees. Or if you've got sciatica, put something more under the knees. It changes what we work in the shape, but it will make the shape you know, accessible. So from here today, we're going to just sit here and do a little refinement. So invite, with your breath in, invite your toenails to move toward your torso. So your feet might flex. You might feel your feet, the heels, lift up off the floor. And as you breathe out, let it go. Yes. Oh, that's a great yes. So there's a certain amount of effort required to start to bring the hips into a somewhat neutral rotation so that your knees and your toes are pointing straight up at the sky. For some of us, like who have a natural internal rotation of the hips, you'll find that your toes want to flip forward. And for some of you who have an external rotation, which is quite clearly not me because I have to like manually do this, your, your toes will point back. So there is like an effort required to bring them to neutral for some people, for lots of people. So from there, neutral hips will invite with the breath in the toes to move toward the torso and then exhale release. And you can use your hands. I like to do that. It's helpful, but you don't have to. And notice like what's happening all the way up into the body. How far into the body, into the torso, can you feel that? And so the next time that you exhale, we'll let it go and see if for a moment you can come to no effort. Like so if you were just like a blob here doing nothing what would what would your body do how would you look if you came to no effort and just this is useful information for hip and ankle so and then just take a peek at what your ankles naturally want to do what your hips naturally want to do what your spine wants to do and whatever it is it's totally normal it's taken our entire lives for our bodies to you know, move into this place of function. But those are the places where effort will be required to come, like, to a place of balance. Beautiful. Let's come down onto the floor. Help the legs together. We'll come back. We'll come down onto the floor on our backs into a shape of constructive rest where the knees are bent and the soles of the feet are on the floor. Have a block and your strap nearby, within reach. And to start, just in this shape of constructive rest, <coughs> as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor, press the lumbar spine into the floor. And as you breathe out, relax. Come 
back to neutral. And we'll do that a couple of times, just noticing what we feel in the body. What it feels like to have the length of the back supported. And from here, let's take one of the blocks and place it between the thighs. Engaging with the block without aggression. And from here, we'll breathe in and draw the knees in the general direction of the torso. And we'll loop the strap around the soles of the feet, which takes a little doing. And with a breath out, we'll extend the legs toward the sky, hands holding onto the length of each side of the strap. Let the shoulders settle into the floor. So your hands might really slide down the strap to find ease in the shoulders. Let the sacrum and the tailbone be heavy. So the low, low back is moving toward the earth. Now with that action and with the shoulders settled into the floor, with just the sweetest of, of effort, start to pull the reins slightly so that the tops of the thighs start to move millimeter by millimeter closer to the torso. And as you do that, you might find that your sacrum wants to peel away from the floor. Settle it back down. Let it be heavy. The action might be pointing out through the tailbone, snuggling the shoulders into the floor. Maybe flexing the feet. And with a breath out, We'll start to relax the effort of holding onto the straps and let the knees start to bend, heels moving toward the backside. Let go of the strap, lower the feet to the floor, but keep your block. And notice what you feel, you know, just as you come back to a place of constructive rest or full rest, Notice the sensations that are arising in the body. And with a breath in, we'll press the feet into the floor. We'll press the small of the back, the lumbar spine, into the floor. And as you breathe out, lift the hips away from the floor just enough to place the block in its lowest, flattest position underneath your sacrum, underneath the lowest part of your back. And you might hold on to the block, the bottom edge of the block, as you snuggle the shoulders into the floor. And in time, Start to draw the right and left knee in the general direction of the chest. And we'll let an external rotation happen in both of the hips. So the knees start to splay out, sort of like frog legs. 
And from there, we'll keep the knees bent, but we'll bend them less. So let the soles of the feet become lighter. So they start to float up to the floor or toward the ceiling. And so we might call this a supported happy baby. And you might shift your weight from the left to the right a little bit, or you might let some other tiny movements happen. There's weight in the sacrum and the shoulders. Like there's the, the pressure from the, or the contact from the block happening in the sacrum, but most of like the weight of your body due to gravity's effects is up in the upper back and in the shoulders. And in time, we'll let the heels start to become heavy again. And we'll bring the hips back to neutral. And slowly, 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 we'll start to move the knees away from the torso and release the feet back to the floor. And we'll press the feet into the floor, lifting the hips just enough to slide the <coughs> block out of the way. And then just notice, what do you feel? We'll start to scooch the feet and the knees closer together. And with a breath in, reach the arms, hands, and fingers up toward the sky, up toward the ceiling. And as you breathe out, reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead so that the backs of the hands rest on the floor. Let the elbows bend enough so that ease is happening in the shoulders. And with as little effort as possible, We'll let the knees drop toward the right with a breath out as you look to the left. Let things become soft and heavy. And spacious. As you breathe in, bring everything back to the center. You might wiggle around a little bit. And with as little effort as possible, let an exhalation drop the knees to the left as you look to the right. And there's nowhere you need to get to here. There's no you know, photo finish. The idea is to be where we are completely. And in time, we'll breathe in and come back to the middle. And we'll make any last movements 
generation, which could be lying on the back, lying on the side, lying on the belly, maybe putting the legs up the wall, or maybe sitting. Invite everything to settle into your bones. Invite your awareness to move right up to the surface, right up to the skin, right up to the very edge of your instruments of observation.
begin to notice the sensation of breath as it passes through the nostrils. And from the nostrils, notice the sensation of breath across and through the entire body. to invite a pulsation of movement to the hands and to the soles of the feet. And let those movements start to spread across the body to the wrists and ankles and arms. And maybe stretching the body just as long as you can make it before hugging everything back in toward the middle. coming to rest on your favorite side. your way back to your luminous seat. on the North Star reveals how we move. 
intention is medicine. Thank you all for sharing this space and yourself in this practice. Peace. Namaste. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Always ask if you have questions. Oh.